0: This is Larry Woodykind. Welcome to Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, I'm representing Matthew's Hope Foundation. And with me today are Jennifer O'Neill and Heather Moser. Hello,
1: hello. Yes, yes say
0: hi. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah. Yes, we two are two beautiful, beautiful ladies who <laughs> who are uh, immersed in helping people recovery. Yes, yeah. yeah. uh, recover spirit, mind, and
1: body. Here, spirit, mind, and body. yes, yeah, just
0: so like important. our introduction. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so yeah, grateful yeah.
2: to be here. So, one of the things that we thought we would talk about today is the idea of that we can recover and that it's a group effort, together we recover. Um, I'm a person in long-term recovery, and when I think about all the people that we help at Matthew's Help, it takes me right back to when I was struggling in my addiction, and I felt so hopeless. (laughs) I, I did not see a way out. I didn't see the help that was in front of me. I couldn't see the hands that were stretching out, offering me tools and support. I couldn't see it. Uh, I just felt alone. I felt hopeless. I felt like me trying to get sober was pointless and never going to happen. And so when we look at that, and today I'll I'll be five years sober next month by the grace of God only, uh, but when I look at what my life has become today and the gratitude that we have to look at the help that was offered to us and what made the difference. Why did I get well, right? And so that's yes, what yes.
1: we want to talk about yeah, today. Why and, <laughs> but but, how, how. but how. how? The why how, and the how. I'm so happy how. to hear in a month you'll have five years. Five years, yes. August 26th. Yes. And, and,
0: and folks, I want you to remember what Heather just said. She said that she was hopeless. Mm-hmm. She had no hope. And yet here she is, almost five years sober, right. and she's helping Hundreds of people. Yes, that were that are in the same boat or were in the same boat yeah. as she was. The boat was sinking, taking on water. Yeah, but yet I was some, in the Titanic. I was You doomed. were in the Titanic. Yes. But yes, Heather, what's yes. what's
1: even more important is how many times did you go to a rehab or detox? How five, many? Five total. Five. Uh huh.
2: Five. And Three then. detoxes and, and two residentials. And,
1: and so, looking the fifth time, what was it? What was it? My sister See, asked. Me I that, right? always asked, "Why did you get on the get off the elevator the fifth floor? What did it take? Right? What did it take?" My what sister, who
2: is doesn't not struggle with addiction or alcoholism and, and doesn't understand addiction uh-huh. and alcoholism, she'd asked me that recently. We were over at my parents' house, and <laughs> she's so positive and upbeat. And she goes, "Heather, what was it? What was it that finally clicked? And were you just strong enough? Were you finally just strong enough?" And I said, "The opposite." Uh i finally surrendered all of me Uh Uh and 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 i had to look at the tools laying before me i believe that god speaks to us through other people Uh all the time Uh and the universe had set its course god wanted to reach down his hand and save me so that i can go and save others and what had happened was was god put some people in my life right that that told me some truth that held me accountable to, so, to where I was, and they helped me I see the way that. that I was living wasn't working. Right, It wasn't that I had a problem with drugs and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol were a solution to my problem, and my true problem was me spiritually and me internally and the habits that I had built in my life. Uh-huh and what i did not know but i know now is that for 34 years i got sober at 34 so for 34 years i was living a self-directed life Yes. yes i was making decisions in life every day based on how i think and how i feel and what i want and what i desire and what i deserve and what i want and what i want and for a drug addict or an alcoholic That self-centered way of life Uh usually equals a lot of pain and a lot of misery and a lot of unhappiness. Mm -hmm. Even though that's the opposite Mm -hmm. of what I was trying to find, I was trying to find happiness. Right. And so, I looked at my life and I, I uh, took on a program of recovery, which is a spiritual program of action. And that course of action helped me see the truth about myself. Uh It held a mirror up to me, and what I really. I love teaching Big Book at Matthew's Hope. That's one thing I love to get to do in the detox. And one of the classes I teach is about the difference between self-will versus God's will. Yeah. And, I, and I open their mind to these spiritual principles of living your daily life. For instance, Absolutely what time I choose to go to bed tonight. If I am in self-directed life, I'm gonna stay up too late. I'm gonna scroll Facebook, right? I'm not gonna go to bed when I should go to bed. I'm not gonna do a nightly review. And so I'm gonna stay up too late and I'm gonna snooze my alarm tomorrow. And when I snooze my alarm too many times tomorrow, then I'm running late and then I don't pray and meditate. Yeah. And then when I don't pray and meditate, I'm rushing out the door and then I'm driving like a jerk on I-10. Yep, mm. And then I'm driving on like a jerk on I-10 and then I get to work and, I, and I'm judging other people that I'm around. And, right. and I'm, I'm right. looking at my watch, seeing right. which break I can take. And maybe I take an extra break or maybe I'm supposed to leave at four, but I really leave it 2 I've done a good enough job. Right. <laughs> maybe I go home and I'm short with my husband. Uh-huh. Maybe I snap at him. And maybe I don't apologize. Maybe because my phone you're, rings. Because you're,
0: you're actually in self-will. i in self-mode. Yeah. In self-will. Self-will really does do this to everyone. Self-will, self-will run self, riot and people, is what we call most it. Most people mm-hmm. who don't actually deal with serious addictions, Yeah don't understand that they're in self will and then they wonder, well, what happened? You know, why did I get divorced? Why did my children leave? Why why won't they answer the phone? Right. You know, what what is wrong at work? I mean what is wrong with all my coworkers? We
2: always believe the problems are outside of me. (laughs) The husband's the problem, the job is the problem, the boss is the problem, the kids (laughs) are the problem.
0: It's never me. And
2: so like I'm 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 facing bedtime, maybe my phone rings and it's my mom and I don't want to deal with her. And I don't answer my phone and I don't take that opportunity that God just gave me to be mm. the daughter she deserves. Yes. So that's a day and to
0: actually receive the fulfillment yeah. of helping your yeah. mother. So right. that's a, people a just snapshot. don't understand. They they get more joy and satisfaction mm-hmm. out of right. giving right than so, receiving.
1: So that's a right. snapshot. Like we never naturally think, God, please direct my thinking. I mean, it's that's not a, not natural, a way. natural thought until you do it so mm-hmm. many days. That it becomes a natural working part of the mind. Exactly. But that's a long road of recovery. It's a very big different picture so from
0: Can I summarize what you said? You finally came to the end of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> that's what made the difference. And I hear the story over and over again. You know, people have to get to the end of themselves. They have to finally understand in their heart and in their head that they are miserable be- miserable because they are serving themselves all the time. They're looking for the easy way out. They're looking for the easy fix. They're they're looking for the easy high. That's, yeah. When you get to the end of yourself, you finally realize, oh, Mm -hmm. it's a different path. Yeah, We're gonna talk more about this path in just a minute. Y'all don't go away. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. This is Larry WoodyCon with Matthew Soap Foundation. So we're talking about self-will yes. and how how what how destructive Toxic. that is. Toxic, <laughs> Toxic. destructive to, to yourself and everybody around yeah. you. So, so what's the opposite of a, a day in, in spiritual awakening? Is,
2: right. So what is what, the, what is the what opposite of like? self-will? What is God's will for me, right? And so I gave you a snapshot of what isn't. <laughs> but maybe God's will is that I uh, go to bed when I'm supposed to go to bed and I get a good night's rest. And maybe it's God's will that I get up when my alarm goes off, and maybe I have time to pray and meditate and begin you know, my day with God. You know,
0: let and, me be practical about that. Last night, <laughs> uh, we are watching uh, an episode of um, Manifest. Uh, Manifest. Manifest. Okay. Right. Right. And uh, I mean, I love that show. Right. Jennifer loves that show.
2: I haven't seen it. I'm not going to and, look it up. Oh, I don't you know, you know that I check love it. it, it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Well, love it might be a bit strong. Don't talk. But it but it's a great series, right? Uh-huh. But but you know what you want to do is keep watching.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, and we watch one episode, <laughs> turn it off. And I was exhilarated that I turned it off
1: after one. After yes, one okay. Been watching. Could you yeah, imagine was... back in the day if you could actually keep watching Days of Our Lives right. and Stefano and whatever? I would have finished you, Friends in one weekend. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. we, and that's the change of the world, and that is a little bit what we can talk about with this uh, self-directed. I think that that's the key. Behavior. Is...
2: Today, and this is you know five years later of practicing and trying to apply this change in me. But but today, it's like I go through, and my employer's God, technically not Matthew's hope. And so when I show yeah. up and I do, and I have a lot of integrity at work, and I stay as long as I'm supposed to stay, and I finish the job. Uh, <laughs> That's all for God and I get to benefit. Maybe I mm. drive like a kind person on I-10 and I let <laughs> someone go in front of me and I, and I don't speed and cut someone off and create a traffic mm-hmm. jam. Uh, maybe I try to be kind to my husband and I don't snap at him and maybe I answer my mom's <laughs> phone call. But the point is, is one is polar opposite. Complete right. self-will day, complete right. God's will day. However, it's not usually like that. sometimes. I'm doing god's will mm. and sometimes i'm doing self-will and when you're newly sober what you realize is you're mostly in self-will mm-hmm. yes, yes and that you're not looking for a spiritually guided decision in anything <laughs>
1: you're
0: you don't just don't understand what to, that is you're, you're just actually, looking to quit
2: pain like is. you just yeah. want the pain to stop and so <laughs> this comes in small increments it's got to begin somewhere right and, and so what we try to give people at Matthew's Hope and these tools to begin something different somewhere are you are you willing or able to just begin praying or meditating or Jennifer <laughs> you were saying that you had to go. Okay so
1: <laughs> when I first got sober right this was 1999 I had done something different i went to a different group mm-hmm. and i thought wow these ones have what i want mm-hmm. they had like jobs like in greenway plaza <laughs> those kind of jobs right yep. i was a waitress for like 10 years <laughs> all right like i'm like well what can i how can i be these people yeah. and so i remember meeting this ellen and she said uh well call me at seven fifteen every morning mm-hmm. and i thought i don't know that i can call her yeah. the next day at 7 15 i go to bed at 2 a.m 2 30 <laughs> yep. i have such anxiety such uh such bad habits that i don't know that i can do that mm-hmm. and i i did it yeah. i did it one day and then i did it the next day yeah and i did it the third and day you built that habit. and then i built that habit and then what happened was they said if you if you don't If you don't change, if you don't change some of your habits, you'll go back out Mm -hmm. and use. And so I thought, man. And I wasn't very athletic, but I always wanted to be. Right. And so somebody said, meet me at Memorial. One of these winners said, meet me at Memorial Park at 5:30 a.m. And I thought, wow. Dang! Now they're getting. I don't even know if I'm sober enough for that. (laughs) But you know what? (laughs) I know, right? And every morning. I did it till I strung Mm -hmm. a bunch of days together I was going one loop and then two loops and and the thing is is that I I had to do it I had to pass through that discomfort yeah I had to just continue to do it Mm -hmm. I had to I had to break through and change I'm so proud of myself that I did because yeah. what happens a lot of times, I see this all the time, is somebody will change a little mm-hmm. and they'll feel the comfort of it yeah. and they go, oh, oh I'll good. take it from here. Mm-hmm. And and so they don't continue. Right. They don't continue. They just feel a little bit better yeah. and they continue with their old habits, their old friends.
2: And that's the danger of like what happened with me multiple times is just going to a detox and then changing nothing about my life moving forward why i continued to return to the drink or the drug right i felt better i was on a pink cloud i'm good now thanks i got it
1: that was just my
2: conversation
1: like what is the change what happens is we we drive the solution while they're in our program but they go back into they they re-enter their Their same society Mm -hmm. and if they Start to feel a little better, but they still have that hopelessness. And so, what their... you've got to express and encourage is just even
2: one degree, one percent of change somewhere can make all the difference because you build upon that one degree or that one percent. Just of change. a small change. I was willing to start praying and, and meditating in the morning, right? And it began there. My relationship with That's my it. Creator began there, right? And it and it grew and it developed. And so, I don't know what our listeners, what kind of decisions that we make in self. What decisions do you make around food? What do you choose to put on your body, right? Right. If I stop at a fast food joint just one time, that seems insignificant. But But if I do it multiple times a month and I develop that habit, it becomes very toxic. What about if I just waste $20 on a shirt I don't need one time? That seems insignificant the one time, but before you know it, I'm missing hundreds of dollars out of my budget each month.
1: (laughs) You're flat busted
2: (laughs) three days after payday, right? What about the the decisions I make in relationships or the men I choose to date or or marry? Like like one decision, one degree of change of raising that bar or raising that standard and say this is what I deserve or this is what God wants for me can make all the difference if you try to stick to these new patterns.
1: Absolutely. What do they say? All big things come from small beginnings. A Absolutely. single tiny decision repeated yeah. is exact. And that's the thing. It was a single tiny decision repeated. Okay, I'll call you at 715. Okay, I'll call you at 715. And I did it every day. Okay, 530, 530. Okay, because I was a <laughs> night owl. I was like, there ain't no way. Well, you I was were, a you night a owl waitress. closing down yeah. the bar. Right? The there was no way. I can't yeah. even. I look back and I think, now how am I today? the person that I was, but I wasn't, I'm not the person. And that's I'm not the that key, that when, you, when you
2: get someone uh, in detox and they're so hopeless, mm-hmm. and if you can get them to see self-will in one little degree, one mm-hmm. little area, and they make a change, mm-hmm. that instills so much hope yeah. to keep going. Yeah. They're like, wait a minute, progress is happening. Maybe I can do this, maybe I can do two laps. Well, and,
0: and I think you're both talking a little bit about accountability. Absolutely, you right, know, right. Getting back to the topic today, three is better than two, mm-hmm. right? Together, together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can be sober, become fulfilled, live a new life mm-hmm. right? without the drug, without the alcohol, without that addiction.
1: Until you're a totally different person. But
0: But, be, but you have to be accountable to somebody. So, you Jennifer, you were accountable to somebody by meeting them at 530 a.m. Bless your heart. <laughs> I don't know how you did that, especially well, being a waitress. That must have been, or what they even, but, but the fact how that you they did even it considered meeting me.
1: These are executives that met me out mm-hmm. and Memorial Park, or that called me every day. Yeah. Now, why would an executive call a waitress every day? They because the they've been down the same, me, yeah. But
0: they have been down the same road as you. Yes, they well, have been down that yes. same road. There's that,
2: there's that mattress guy in town, and he always says the secret in living is in the giving. Yep, right. That's it. And I love
0: that the secret. And you, in you don't living get to keep giving.
2: it unless yes. you give it away. And and that's what our program is built on. I think, like today, when you asked me to do the radio show, I, I noticed my daily meditation <laughs> reader, and it says this. If we stay just within ourselves trying to work things out ourselves, thinking you're the only one that can solve everything, <laughs> you're going to struggle unnecessarily. But if you wait for, to hear the answer directly from God, you may wait a long time. But if you're opening your doors and you're open to hearing from others, people around you, you will hear new ideas and new solutions. When we accept that we are all connected by love and universal energy, you can give up your lonely struggle. You will receive new energy and support and love, and so the prayer is today. I'm reaching out to those who love and support me. I'm letting go of my ego and my self-centeredness, so that I can make space to take in love and support and ideas from others. Yes, and so being able to receive love or support or accountability right. from
1: others right. is super important. Right. I mean, just to say, hey, Ellen, it's seven fifteen. I'm calling. Mm-hmm. I just want to stay sober today. And I wanna I wanna do a service for someone else yep. today. Yep. Thank you for taking my call. And it's know, beautiful it's how it works. Call.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And taking, we pray Taking advice though yeah. from others, right? When they're trying to give it to you in love, that's kinda difficult, <laughs> <hard>. isn't it? <laughs> taking advice from others. But it's right. actually really important. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, ladies, that was a really good discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, we're gonna take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. This is Larry Whittekind, your host with Matthew's Hope Foundation. I'm here with Jennifer O'Neill and Heather Mosher. And uh, we've talked about um, the fact that together we can stay sober. Right, together right. we can actually recover from a serious addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the theme of our talk today. And we've talked about, uh, well, Heather, why don't we do a, just a quick summary of where we've been uh, so far, uh-huh.
2: so far, we talked about living in a, a self-directed life right? <laughs> versus, versus, versus a spiritually uh, directed life. Yeah. We've talked about uh, being willing to change just one degree, one percent of your little bit of your daily patterns or your habits, uh, so you can start experiencing some change that uh-huh. gives you hope. Because sometimes you feel completely hopeless. I remember when I was getting mm-hmm. sober, it wasn't just the drugs and the alcohol. It was my failed marriages. Mm-hmm. It was missing my kids. It was my legal issues. It was my health. Mm-hmm. There were so many things. It felt like this huge mountain that I would never overcome. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But th-
0: one small step at a time in a different direction. You know, think That's about, it. Think That's about it, COVID. That's it, Larry, in a I'm different hoping, direction. Yeah, what I'm hoping is that through this long COVID pandemic, that people have actually learned how to cook at home again. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm hoping <laughs> right. because, right. Right. you know, what I saw... At least in the Houston area, in the Dallas area, all the areas that I visit every week in my job, you know, I saw people going to out to eat uh-huh. every night, yeah. every day. Right. You know, it used to be we'd pack a lunch yeah. uh-huh. and eat, eat eat our own stuff at work.
1: I saw him but carrying we... a little brown bag the other day. <laughs> it was so adorable. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like day camp in brown bags, right? Yeah, we did. we learned how to cook that. from
2: home uh, at the beginning of COVID. My husband and I we were vegetarians. And then we went full keto for the second mm-hmm. half. Like uh-huh. we just were so creative with our recipes and trying it. We just had fun doing right, it. Right. Yeah. And, and we saved a lot of money by by yeah. spending it at the grocery store instead yeah. of restaurant. Well, you know,
0: uh-huh. I want I want all of these mom and pop restaurants and retail establishments to do well. Yes, but but absolutely. I'm hoping that people mm-hmm. will will understand the value of eating at home mm-hmm. with a family, right. Yeah. Right. praying at praying home at home with right. the family, right? Changing their behavior.
1: Family that prays together stays stays together. together. It's very right. important. But do you know I, how many families
0: that's... don't have never even heard that cliche? Right, right. And Let's repeat it again.
1: A, Family that prays together stays together. Yeah. Right, right. And also, if in individually, I mean, it's so easy to to want to stay in the bed, but. Okay, how you get up at 5.30 in the morning and and run is you don't think about it. You, you lay your clothes it. right by the bed, and you just get up, and you do it, and you have no thought. And if you take yes. 30 seconds to think about it,
0: it's not you will happen.
1: convince yourself, right. oh, it's not going to happen. So, so think what, about you did, the rain, what you're saying think is you about plan the ahead. You so, plan
0: ahead for that change of behavior the next morning. Right. You right? plan ahead for it, yeah. but then
1: also you save time for God. Like, have I gotten with God this mm-hmm. morning? Yeah. And have... I mean, I I need to consider my plans for the day and ask God to direct my thinking because I think, no, stay in bed. The, <laughs> no, exactly. The literature to bed
2: It <laughs> literally says, I need to ask God to divorce my thinking from selfish and self-centered motives Right. right. as I go through my day. Man, and I never we,
1: thought about that before. <laughs> but even sometimes <laughs> when we think we're nice, we're doing it for ourselves. Like, is, like that goes to, is altruism really altruistic? I mean, honestly. Yeah, how do selfless is it I really? feel good because I'm giving just so I feel good? But that's or, the
2: beauty of true happiness, I think. And that's what I had no clue about to begin with, you know. Ecclesiastes says, that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And I needed these people mm-hmm. for accountability in, in my life. I originally lived in sober living. Uh-huh. I had a sponsor, a spiritual uh-huh. guide, you know, mentors. And these women held me accountable. And they said, we're going here. We're doing this. Right, right, we're right. cooking here to get." You know, I had never had that structure or discipline mm-hmm. to be told when I needed yeah. to do a chore or yeah. make my bed. Every I haven't lived in sober living in five years, and I still make my bed every morning. It built that habit in me. I Heather, love that. Were, were you
0: a rebellious child? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) we're all rebellious. What do you think? You've had to actually learn how how not to be rebellious, how to be disciplined, Mm -hmm. how to actually listen to somebody else's advice. Right.
1: And Larry, one- And we're
0: teaching that, are we not? Absolutely.
2: It's very important to to be able to respect the authority that's been placed over your life, regardless of what that authority is. Which is
0: why you try to get every single one of our clients in with a sponsor right. mm-hmm. so when they're discharged, yourself. so yeah. that they learn how to be accountable to somebody else, so they can change behaviors. Yes, right. and one right?
2: important thing is is for them to recognize the benefits that they get to experience with IASIS while right. they're in our in our detox, yes. right. because yeah. then they start to convalesce so much quicker, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm receptive to calling my sponsor. It seems to be more, <laughs> I'm more willing <laughs> right, to do right, this right. stuff." And it's like, "What's going right. on?" And so, post discharge, we strongly encourage them to stay in uh-huh. with IASIS as part of our care model because it calms the central nervous system. Right. Right. It, it makes them not feel that anxiety or that social awkwardness if i don't right. want to go there i don't right. know them know.
1: right you know? and yeah. you know that's so important i had uh, one one uh, client who did who refused the iasis and uh, i really wanted her to to go in and experience the calming of the anxiety and the depression but she refused that and then what happened is she said oh i just want to just be by myself I'm not going to the to the groups anymore and then all of a sudden she's she's suicidal not and I'm well. having to like go oh my god but that goes back to self-will because and rebellion because what a one form of rebellion is I can do it by myself
2: right so I had an amazing experience with a client uh, at our detox in. he sat in front of me hopeless and, and very confused about, he's an elderly gentleman, and, and he looked at me and I said, do you believe that it's possible that you could stay sober for good? Do you mm-hmm. believe it's even possible? And he looks at me and he goes, Heather, I don't know what zero will look like. Mm-hmm. Zero drinks, <laughs> done. Like he mm-hmm. couldn't fathom zero. Mm-hmm. And we go through this journey together, and I, I'm his recovery support, and and. I got to see him pick up a 90-day chip the other night, uh, and he's
1: a different person, but he I was- I know who
0: you're talking about. <laughs> and you yes, know that man? Yes.
1: What's so interesting is I did the intake on that man, and he walked up to me, and he said, nice to meet you. Because he'd never met you. You <laughs> know what? He yeah. was a different you know, person. He was a different man. Different. In my mind, I go, this man's met me, but then immediately I said, no, this is a different man. Different man. Because 90 days sober, you're a different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's taken the actions,
2: little small steps, little changes, right. and he's just shown up and taken suggestion from right, others. Right. He's allowed himself to he be accountable and to and others.
0: how good does that make <laughs> you feel? It's oh the miracle. Gosh. So I yes. think
2: the bigger of the hopeless of the situation, the bigger uh-huh. God has shown in the miracle,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Uh-huh. And so I love stories like that. I love getting to be a, to play a small part. Listen, I was a hopeless, hopeless drug addict. And, and women fr- before me came back into the flames and back into the fire to pull me out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I will forever be grateful for the help that they offered me. And right. they, they taught me how to live life, how to be a woman with recovery and integrity and how to respect myself. Yes, yes. yes. And um, and I'll spend the rest of my life repaying that debt that uh-huh. I can't ever repay to help show other people that there's a way out if you want it.
0: Uh, <laughs> and the people that you are now Sponsoring the people that you're now helping as a recovery support <laughs> executive, oh my goodness, they're going to feel the same way about you that you feel about them.
2: And that's what I told. Maybe them.
0: a couple of years, but they're uh-huh. but they're going to they're going to talk about you the same way you're talking about your your mentors, your sponsees. You know, um, that's what it's all about. Staying sober really is about giving and giving and giving and seeing the change, and it does start with just one. Small behavior. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get up an hour before you're getting up now. Yeah. you get up one hour before, and you may be, you know, you may be somebody that doesn't struggle with addictions, and you're listening to our show, and thank you for listening. Uh, but, but you know that you're missing out on joy and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself why, and and maybe one small behavior cha- change, one mm-hmm. small step, mm-hmm. like getting up earlier yeah. or going to bed earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. Or making a meal at home Mm -hmm. or or actually maybe meeting your spouse when they come in, you know, and saying, gosh, it's good to see you. And how was your day? Just reaching out, making a change and, Uh and, you know, maybe becoming a little bit more sacrificial, giving where you were taking. Mm -hmm. I I try to do that myself. You know, I'll find myself taking and then I'm going, gosh, why do I feel so empty even though I have uh-huh. this and I have this and I have this, uh-huh. well, because I was meant to actually give more. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's what God wants me, too. me to do. Uh, it Turns out, t- yeah. t- living a spiritual life. Yeah is fulfilling
2: yeah and, and it's it not is. a religious one per se so I don't want the no, not leader, religious. Yeah, no. to, no, to misunderstand like everyone gets down with spiritual principles everyone mm-hmm. gets down with the ideas of honesty is good or integrity is good or <laughs> punctuality is good or Perseverance. you know any of those things brotherly love or compassion or yes. empathy for us. Yes. these are spiritual principles that I had to retrain my brain to learn how to live and one way that I illustrate that for our patients in, in detox is you're on a stage it's a play. Mm-hmm. And the play is your life. Your birth is way over here, and your death is somewhere over here. But you're in one scene, and it's called the scene of today. Mm. You're standing in this scene, and so if you make all of these decisions in this scene today, you're trying to arrange the lights and the ballet and the scenery it, it doesn't your own go way. Off too well, does it? It doesn't go off very well. What you've done is you've kicked God out of the director's chair completely, and you're saying, "Nope, I got it. I got it." God. Not only are so you screwing up today's scene, you don't know God's vision for what He's got in store for you. You're screwing up twenty more <laughs> scenes ahead. And this is a pattern that develops and develops, and, and you get dug into this hole, and you're like, how do I get out? We have a way out. We have a way to develop new small habits. I have a beautiful story about self-will. I was sponsoring a girl. It was my first Houston sponsee, and I'm teaching her this, and we get through this. Oh, I'll do it when we come back then after the, let's, after let's the break. Let's revisit that okay. story just a right. going into a
0: break. Break, break. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Heather. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. I'm Heather Mosier. I'm here with Jennifer <laughs> and Larry Wiedekind, and we are talking about self, self-will, spiritually directed life, and what does that look like?
0: And, and, how, and how do you change, how, behavior? How to yeah. change
2: behavior? How do you change behavior in small increments? For the good.
0: Yeah. So I'm helping
2: this girl. She had relapsed and relapsed and relapsed for years, and I meet her, and she had 17 days sober. And she knew she was going to get loaded again, and, and she asked me for my help. I said, come over to my house. And we mm-hmm. go through this process, a spiritual program of action. And one day, she calls me in tears. No, she's already through the process. She's uh-huh. learning like a, like a baby, like a kindergartner, the difference between her self-will and desire versus a spiritually centered uh-huh. direction of life. She calls me one day, and she goes, Heather, is it God's will for me to drink this glass of orange juice? And I said, What? <laughs> she goes, Is it? It's you know, I poured some juice for my kids and I poured myself a glass, it's got a lot of calories, it's got pulp. I don't know. Is it God's will for me to drink this flipping orange juice? <laughs> she meant it with every fiber of her being. She was in tears.
0: She was in tears, didn't and know what And I to do. said, I kind of giggled
2: and she was like, What's so funny? I said, The fact that you care if it's God's will or not is the secret. It is the secret.
0: Is the secret. It's, amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. The fact that
2: you cared Because I mean, a lot of times God don't care whether you drink the orange juice right. or not. Cares tennis, if you're who cares? including him in your daily life <laughs> yes. right. and you are now Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of this. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. developed that. I got so excited. She's still sober. She just turned three in January. Uh-huh. And three years sober in January. She's married. She's got a kid. But it was, it was back. so
0: wise of you to recognize that, actually. It was beautiful. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, yes. It's, it's and very, that, that's great wisdom, actually.
1: And you saw the yeah. difference between, well, we care until you care for yourself, right? right? And, and that was the changeover, right? Because, right? you know,
2: when people say recovery, sometimes they typically think of returning how you were before an illness, <laughs> right? But there is no going back. No. Mm-mm. Right? <laughs> You do not merely recover. You reinvent and recreate your life with right, some different right, tools. Right. You become something completely different than what you were
1: before. I uh-huh. thank God I am not who I was. Right. I mean, and I had to hang out with different characters. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it was so uncomfortable. It was. Somebody mm-hmm. said... I heard this woman's story. It was amazing. She's like, the FBI came to my house and said, lady, you got 30 seconds to tell me everything or you're going to jail for the prison for the rest of your life. And I thought, okay, I can hang out with that one. And so (laughs) she goes, now come over to my house every day. And she, I just, my mouth just hung, hung open because she was successful. She did. She stayed sober for many years, um, but she was interested in helping me. Yeah. And all I had to do was show up at her house every day,
2: and that was amazing. And that's what's so exciting about when, when the tables turn and you get to give back and you get to be that person for somebody else. Right, right, It's right. the most purposeful, rewarding thing. Right. I, I remember when I was in my 20s and I was not a spiritually fit person, mm-hmm. I remember I read a book uh-huh. and I was begging God to do something cool with my life. Uh-huh. I was like, God, just do something really dramatic and different. <laughs> and I'm thinking like missionary trip in Ecuador. So oh, okay. I had no idea God was going to be like, boom, you're a heroin addict. Now go save a whole <laughs> bunch of other people. Like I had no idea God was gonna going to bring to fruition what I prayed for but now I'm such a grateful recovered heroin addict right and I I get
1: the blessing and Uh the opportunity to help other people and show them and well Larry was talking to me the other day about road to Damascus mm -hmm. like I mean he was telling me the story of Saul Mm -hmm. and then Paul but in my mind I was like yeah what happens on that road to Damascus like that's the hallway right and that's where we decide okay am I going to stick with what I know Mm -hmm. Or am I going to do it this way? Right, And, you know, I love that they say the hoops that you have to jump through are a lot. The hoop that you have to jump through is a lot wider than you think. Right. Because in our mind, we're constantly uh, talking against a thing like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I can do it myself. Oh, no, if I just did this, then things would be fine. And and so and I don't know. I've asked myself, what is that internal voice? Is that the devil? What Mm -hmm. is it? It doesn't matter what it is. I don't have to name it. I just don't have to listen to it. I can listen to other people.
2: And that was the beauty of it for me. I I say I can see in hindsight, I found the end of me. Right. Right right but at the time i did not recognize that it was. at the time i did not expect <laughs> to stay sober i had somebody
1: said hey jennifer you have an idea why don't you run it past me right, first?
2: right? and i think that's like the exact yep. thing there was this guy i knew in the town i got sober and he'd been in and out of working programs and trying to be sober for 25 years in and out he was not 25 years sober uh, uh, he was basically the poster child of what not to do and <laughs> trying to get you know in recovery and so he sits with this new sponsor and the sponsor sits him down and he's trying to you know talk to him about the program and what we're right. going to be doing and what these steps are. And he's like, Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, I got it. He goes, Okay, since you know everything, hold on. Would you like me to show you a miracle? He goes, Huh? He goes, I'll show you a miracle right now. Do you want to see a miracle right now? He goes, Yeah. He goes, You see that chair right there? He goes, Yeah. He goes, In a second, I want you to look at it and I want you to say, Chair, I turn my will of my life over the power of you. Yeah. And he goes, What? He goes, I just want you to do it. If you want to see a miracle, go ahead. Because it's better than what you do. And done. so he looks, He goes, Chair, I turn my will of my life over the power of you. He goes, Where's your miracle? He said, well, your life's no longer in the hands of an idiot. <laughs> That's hilarious. If you knew what you needed, you would
1: have applied it by now and you wouldn't be sitting in front of me. You wouldn't be right here. I mean, Heather, I mean, I wanted to die. My head was on the table. I didn't know what to do. And now I've got a full life. I want to live. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I'm 22 years sober. I would have never, ever imagine the life that I have today based on who I was. I, I know
2: like and I had two failed marriages before I entered recovery right and and I lost my kids and I had a mountain of legal issues and, and I can look at my life and I'm not even five yet I have a fantastic marriage mm-hmm. I have a wonderful right. job that I do get to do what God created me to do. Right. Right. I just won custody of my son <laughs> uh, I've paid off all my financial amends I had a mountain I have no legal issues
1: You do the work Heather that's what I love about you. But you I'm not do unique the work like that's anyone suggested does to it? you. Anybody could do it anybody can, can, can do, do it. it absolutely if you, with who you were yep. could do it i'm baffled anybody at can god's power in my life and, and that's what i'm talking about i know i mean i always talk to you about joel 6 mm-hmm. 25 but that is my passage he says,
2: and i will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten my great army which i send among you you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied.
1: And that's where we are. Mm-hmm. We had nothing. Nothing before. And now we have everything to live for, And,
2: and it's not even so much my external blessings and miracles. It's, it's the it's fact that God I'm comfortable did. in my own skin. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not plagued with anxiety <laughs> or misery or depression. Uh-huh. Like, I enjoy my life and I yeah. enjoy who God created me to be. But it's, what, what it took to get there was small steps of me realizing that I'm a house. I'm a vessel and I need a clean house. <laughs> yep. Right, I have doors and windows <laughs> that I have nailed shut and glued shut and painted shut, and I've X'd God out of my food or my relationships uh-huh. or or my sex conduct or or my gambling issues uh-huh. or any of these issues. I've nailed all those doors yeah. and windows shut. I, mean, I
1: never thought God be in my food be in my decisions be, in, those, yeah. be in that orange juice decision I it, right? never did think never it did. it and, never crossed my mind to ask God to
2: help me but with when you food. start opening those doors and those windows mm-hmm. God's a gentleman he he will knock and he will not demand his way in you have to invite him right, into these right, areas right. of your life
0: you know simply asking one question on every decision little or small <laughs> do I drink the orange juice this morning or do I not drink <laughs> yeah. it things like that succession you know, of do, yeah. decisions it, it's basically is this good for me and mm-hmm. every one around me. Mm -hmm. But honestly, that it's just a basic question. But you have to be willing to ask it. You know, is this good for me Mm -hmm. right now and everybody around me? So if I've just played a tennis match, well, I do need orange juice or yeah. something like that yeah right or i'll faint and die right right but so that's that's is this good for me yes i'm gonna drink it is, if, yeah. if if you know you wake up in the morning and and you're groggy and you can't wake up well so is a cup of coffee good yeah probably let's do it right. yeah it'll yeah. wake me up so i'm ready for my first meeting so it's uh-huh. just a matter of of the time and the mm-hmm. place right is this good for me now or is this good for me later uh-huh. and and This decision, this pathway is this good for others. That are around me. Mm-hmm. Am I actually building up others while I build up myself? Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And the secret to a spiritual connection is self-sacrifice. It's not self-indulgence.
0: No, exactly. And and
2: the society and our world has like fed us a lie that the world seems to believe of you do you and you follow your heart and you get what you deserve and YOLO you only live what Just <laughs> you deserve just, it. You deserve it. You got right. it. Yeah. Right. And And it, and yeah. man, we've created narcissistic, self-centered, miserable <laughs> people in society as a result. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, yes. the, the Nike commercial, just do it. Yes. Well, actually, that's all part of that. That, that And it's self. the flip side
2: that's true. If yeah. I'm willing to sacrifice and be inconvenienced, right. sacrifice what I want and be inconvenienced and do things with people that I don't right. want to do at times right. that are inconvenient for me. The right. byproduct is I'm happy. And peace. Yeah. We yeah. will yeah. know yeah. peace. Yeah.
0: Ladies, thank you so much for being here today. Thank yeah. you. What a great discussion. Good. Yeah. What I a wonderful it. discussion. We, we, we might all just back. need to apply we that. We might
1: come back and do yes, it again. Yes, yeah. Heather, would love to
0: have you back again. Absolutely. Yeah. Love to. Y'all have a great week.